Hi, everyone. Welcome to our fifth minisode of Abolitionists for Everybody, the one where we talk about incarceration and the holiday season. For those who don't know, minisodes are much shorter and a little less polished, but still super friendly and still all about abolition. My name is Crystal, and today we are joined by two very special guests, my season two co-host Adam and Danielle Macias. Because it's your first time being with us, I wanted to welcome you, Danielle. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Um, hi, my name is Danielle Macias. Thank you for having me. Um, my husband was incarcerated for almost 13 years. Uh, we're together the whole time. Um, because of his incarceration, I kind of accidentally started a business, um, a stationary business to help uh, women like me who have a loved one incarcerated um, be it uh, romantic, like your husband, your boyfriend, or your wife, but also mom, sisters that have someone incarcerated. My husband um, was released June of 2021. He was uh, resentenced under 1170D. He had gone in uh, with a plea deal of 25 years, but through his rehabilitation work, just overall his change, um, he ended up doing uh, almost 13 years, like I said, and um, came home and is doing awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited and really want to learn about the accidental business that you found, as he called it. But first, I want to take a moment to pause and talk about those 13 years of your husband being inside, because those are 13 years of holiday seasons, of birthdays, of celebrations. Um, and I think when you're not system impacted, like a lot of our, our listeners are, it's kind of hard to fully grasp and understand what that's like. So can you share a little bit more of, of, of how your loved one and you stayed connected during that time? And Adam, being that you were on the inside, I'm really curious, curious to know your perspective too. Sure. Um, okay, hopefully I don't cry because I'm a big crybaby. It's okay um, to cry. <laughs> We've cried many times. <laughs> okay. So um, for me, well, I guess the business started just by me. You know, my husband in the beginning uh, wasn't programming the way he should have been programming. So we did, you know, a shoe term. We did some shoe terms, whole, ter um, whole terms and stuff like that. And there was a point, and, you know, this was 13 years ago when the lockdowns were a lot more uh, there were a lot longer. We had like a six month lockdown at Kern Valley and stuff like that. So it was literally just letters. You know, I couldn't see him. I couldn't talk to him. We did not have tablets or video call, you know, so it was just letters. And it got to a point I was writing every single day. And I'm like, what can I do to like change it up a little bit? So at first it started with me drawing on my envelopes. I am not an artist. So that sucked. So I'm like, let me see what I can do on the computer. So I just started playing with it. And a girl that I used to go out to dinner with after visit saw it one day. I was putting uh, something in the mailbox. She's like, oh, that's so cute. Where'd you get it? I was like, girl, I made it. And she was like, you should sell uh, sell them to the girls in the yard. But I'm like, no, I don't think so. But to be honest, I don't even remember how it got onto social media, but it did. And more people started telling me, oh, sell it. I want to buy some. And True Blue Stationery just developed, like, on accident. Um, but it ended up being a lot more 
because through the years I got into advocacy work, that's how I, you know, started working with Initiate Justice. So I ended up being more, I do do a lot of my stationary stuff, but I got into advocacy work and trying to change laws and using my platform to help in any way I can. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I just, I just got like covered with so many emotions, just like thinking about, um, you know, what you're talking about sending you know, postcards, cards, stationery, different things like that, and drawing on the letters. I remember, you know, one of the big things around holidays was if it was Christmas time, you know, people would draw the nice Merry Christmas with the different colors and different things mm-hmm. like that. And so, um, you know, I'm formerly incarcerated and I served 14 and a half years myself. And I did start off at Kern Valley, which we know is a high security level four. And when you talk about programming, I just want to break that down real quick as far as like, you know, um, not not being in compliance or doing different things or, you know, getting getting into fights. And, and there's so much that's taking place, especially during the holidays. And then you talk about, you know, him going through the shoe, which is the segregated housing unit. And we know that that's already like for like solitary confinement is, is is hard on people, especially during the holidays. So for you to to come and create a business. Um, but more so something that was compassion felt before business is so sentimental because I remember, you know, like I said, being inside and, and seeing people around holidays where some of the most depressing times where I've seen so many, um, you know, associates and different friends kind of lose it a little bit, right, where they end up having to go to segregated housing units to where they have to end up going to, you know, to see the site because they couldn't um, deal with being away from their family. And, and And as you know, over the years, it just accumulates, right? It may start as, you know, you may talk to some, I may talk to somebody that has missed Christmas for two years and I may talk to somebody that have missed Christmas for 25 years. And, 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 you know, at some point it, uh, it, it you can hit a, a breaking point. So thank you for sending, you know, sending, starting that business, um, with compassion and love, but now you are being able to touch so many different people. Um, and so I just want to just thank you on that. Oh, thanks. I mean, honestly, like I would try to put myself like in his shoes and your guys' shoes. Like I used to hate working on Christmas Eve in the morning, you know, and I'm like, I want to be at home. So I couldn't imagine being in a place, you know, that my husband was in, that you were in, that thousands of people are in, being away from home on the holidays. Like that's such an, I mean, I can only imagine it's such an ugly feeling. Yeah, it is tough. Um, You know, and, and even not just the holidays, right, but birthdays, but more so the holidays, because you know, holidays is that one time of the year where if you haven't seen your family in a year, right, or a couple years or what it may have been, usually around holidays is when family um, get together, you know, depending on how you celebrate. And so we know that that holidays usually start, you know, picking up after, you know, Halloween, right, because a lot of these holidays are celebrated inside. Um, It's just a little bit more tougher because people are incarcerated and they are away from their family, but they still try to find a sense of community, right? And I remember um, being at Donovan and seeing people like, you know, uh, get like Kool-Aid and like put makeup on their face and like celebrate the Day of the Dead and different things like that. And it was so like, you know, people were so creative, but it seemed like once we started getting into like Thanksgiving um, and once we started getting into, into Christmas, right? and being respectful of everyone, that's when it really, really uh, got so, so tough on people where it was just like unbearable. And and something that we used to do uh, when I was in different groups, right? We would kind of start like collecting food and we would actually pass out food to people that was less fortunate to that didn't have packages, right? That wasn't going to store. And even now as I, as I think about it, right? Some, some of my closest brothers 
that I was inside with, they are still in there, still carrying on little traditions that we had started because, you know, I was blessed to have my family, but for a lot of people that didn't have family, we became their family by just saying, hey, come, you know, we 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 gonna be serving a spread. Um, if you if you wanna come by and get a spread, you know, we're gonna have tamales. If you wanna come by and get tamales, we're gonna have tacos, burritos, you know, anything that we can make in the form of celebrating as family, you know? Yeah, you have to get creative. Like so you mentioning that reminded me of like during the holidays, even like Fourth of July and those type of holidays, I would take I used to call them props because I didn't know what else to call them, but I would print on my printer, like for Halloween, for example, I printed these little ghosts and I had, they were pointing at each other and it would say my boo, his boo. And we would use that for our pictures for Halloween or like, I have a picture. I was looking through my old photos the other day. I have one that uh, there are two hearts and one says hello. And the other one says 2016. So we use that for new year's day. So I used to take in these little props and sometimes the CEOs would fight me on it. Like, oh, you can't take up. Why? I used to print it on picture paper. I'm like, it's a picture. I want to show him this. So they would fight me on it sometimes, you know, but for the most part, I was able to take it in for his birthday. I used to make um, little cakes out of like cupcakes, and gummy bears or whatever. Like in the vending machine, I used to make a cake and then I would print out on picture paper, happy birthday. And then I used to use the sports in visiting and put the little three, the three sports top at the top and use my little picture as a happy birthday banner for his, for his cake, you know? And then I would get the whole visiting room to sing him happy birthday. I would get the porters like, hey, can you tell everybody like, you know? So those are the type of things that I would do like, you know, for different holidays and for Christmas. I know not every visiting room has this, but the last few years, maybe like the last four or five years, our visiting room had Chris, like a big Christmas tree. So what I did was on picture paper, I printed out, it was like a four by four picture and he's a Raider fan. So um, I did like a little, the Raider logo with the Santa hat and I put Macias family. So when we took up our picture, so it was like kind of like this behind me. So when we took our picture, I used that little four by four and I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go put it on the tree. And for like those 2.5 seconds, that was our tree because we put our name on it, you know? So we put it right there and, you know, we had it. So when we took a picture, you could see it. And I left it up there. So, and the CEOs, I mean, I would tell them, hey, it's just a picture. And it was cool because other families started doing it. I did it for like the three or four wives that I was cool with that asked me to do it. Um, but other families started bringing their pictures and leaving it on the tree. So by the end of December, the tree was like full of different families. So it was actually pretty cool, you know? So that's one thing if, you know, facilities allow that to try it out. The worst thing they can say is no. You know, you know I really appreciate you sharing that with us because it just shows the resiliency of, you know, system impacted people and everything that we do in order to stay connected with our loved ones. Um, my brother has been incarcerated since early 2019. This is the second time he's incarcerated. The first time he was away for four and a half, almost five years. And during that whole time, we never saw him or visited him. Um, he was just too far away and we just were too poor um, to make that trip. And I remember the first time, his first Thanksgiving there, he was really excited because he said all of the guys told him, then that's when they feed you the best. That's when you have like the best food on Thanksgiving day. And then he called that same morning or that same day saying that somebody in the prison in the yard had had passed. And my brother was in his early 20s at that time. And it's the first time he'd experienced death while he was incarcerated and death of an incarcerated person. And I remember he was pretty devastated at the fact that that 
person, like you mentioned, Adam, hadn't seen his own family in like 20 years. And I remember that really, like, really left my brother like shook because he was doing, I believe, like eight, eight years at that time. But I really appreciate you sharing the ways to stay connected because I've I've never visited my brother for a holiday um, because of COVID. It's just been closed and he's been really far away. And this is the first year that we have the opportunity to to spend that time with him and just be there for him and form a sense of like connection. The only thing we do now is like a lot of pictures. That's like his favorite thing. And he, he sent us a photo of himself holding a, a, a gift, like a present next to like this really small tree. And I can see it in his eyes that he was just like not wanting to be there. And when he called, he was like, well, I have a daughter now. He's like, I have a daughter. So I had to make you know, that extra effort. So I really appreciate you, you know, from one system impacted person to another, I appreciate you sharing the the tips and tricks that I can do in order to connect. I mean, I share it all the time on my stationary page. Like I'll find old pictures of like, Hey, you guys try this, you know? And like I said, I always tell them the worst I can say is no. And then fight. I, they used to tell me all the time, but let me speak to the visiting sergeant, you know, because it's a picture. So, I mean, I always say it's, I mean, it's not worth losing your visit, but also don't let them walk all over you because they will. But yeah, that that's definitely one thing that I used to do. And he, some of the pictures you can tell he did not want to do it, but I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. And at the end of the day, like now he tells me, he's like, I'm glad that we did all that stuff. He's like, I know I used to act far, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm like, I know you liked it. <laughs> you say, what it, I know I used to act hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just to just kind of go back, I mean, those are those are special moments, right? The creativity that that you know you we have to create. I remember one of my first one of my first visits for for it was Thanksgiving, right? And just like Crystal said, the food, right? Like inside the food is like everything, right? This is when we're gonna get a good key lime or sweet potato pie or apple pie or you know, and and it's just like a slice of it, right? But it's like you know you get more food than normal because usually the food in there is very, very bad, right? I'm going to just straight up say it, it sucks, right? But I remember um, I had got a visit, right? And I was at Donovan and I got a visit and there they have their own caterer that comes in that sells us food and we be able to eat with our family. And I just remember, right? I just remember like being in there and having like my turkey leg for the first time in so many years. And it was just so like, it was just so special. Like me and my family was clowning and they was like, laugh not really laughing at me but they was like happy celebrating with me because they knew that I haven't had like real food you know what I'm saying and then like for me what really felt good was like when I came back to the yard um, I know that it was people that was less fortunate and so when I because I had went to visit earlier I would always try to you know share love and, and show kindness and I would just go walk the child and I would just give my trade to some just to any random person you know like I see I kind of scope out and see who I want to give it to and I give them the trade I just remember like seeing me give a person a trade and I gave a person his trade and then what he did was he shared it with everybody that was there like the stuff that he didn't want and it just you know we find ways to to stay connected, you know, um, and, and to show that kindness. And so that's just, that, that's a beautiful thing because it's very, very hard, right? I, I've seen people 
um, go through suicidal depression very very bad come around holidays you know during during the whole year they 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 doing very very well then come you know holiday time it gets rough right um because you know we spend time with so many people in these yards and then you know you try to uplift them and then you know the ones that are going to visiting you know y'all try to keep each other uplifted to get to the next visit but to carry that love from that visit back to the yard you know so it's definitely um an, an exchange um especially around this time um during holidays you know for sure that was going to be uh, one of the questions that I had uh, for you both is the type of barriers that you all face in order to stay connected. Daniel, I know you talked about the CEOs and the sergeants and we know we know how they are. You know, they, they, they do these things on purpose and the distance and the cost, that's a barrier that my family faced a lot. So I'm wondering, uh, because I really, I don't think people who, have not experienced incarceration, realize just how difficult it is to stay connected with our loved ones and just how intentional the, the system is set up um, so that we we don't have that connection with our loved ones. So I'm wondering the type of barriers that you all faced, Danielle, with, with your husband and Adam while you were inside to stay connected, especially during, during the holiday season. For us, well, for me, I, I was blessed that he was never more than like three hours away. So, it, you know, it was it was possible for me. I was at for many years. I was at visit every single weekend, every single weekend I was there. But in part was, you know, I had a full time job, but I also started this side hustle, you know, and that enabled me to to do that and be there for him a lot a lot, um, a lot more than some families are able to. But I think the barrier was, it was more like, um, it was the CEOs, it was a constant struggle with the CEOs, you know, like, because I was, I was always like the extra one, you know, like even going to family visit, they would always say, oh, here comes Matias, she brings the whole house with her, because I used <laughs> to try to make it as comfortable for him as I possibly could. I brought bath mats, and like, I brought everything, you know, so for me, the struggle was always like the CEOs and and them trying to just take away the little comfort I could bring even to a regular visit, you know, just uh, it's a picture, bro. Like it's a picture. What, what, like, what's the big deal? You know? So that, that for me, that was hard. And also, I guess it's not a barrier, but trying to keep him uplifted during this time, you know, yeah. was hard. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't want to start crying. Um, let's see. So for me, it was important to get him away or get him out of those walls for just a little bit. So I would talk to him about like, not, not like what's going on right now, but I would say, Hey, so when you come home, what's going to be a tradition that we start, you know? So I would have him see past those walls. That was like super important. So we would talk about, or I would tell him, Hey, there's this thing called Kennedy Lane where there's like streets full of lights. I'm like, I can't wait until like, we go walk and walk around the neighborhood, you know? So I just tried my best to like get him out of those four walls, out of those cement walls. To me, I think that's super important. And that's why like I have um, like in my stationery, I have these things called like activity sets where there's like different um, for different holidays. I have like these kind of like writing prompts or like these questions that you guys like ask each other. And even though I've known my husband since I was 15 and I'm 36, mm now you know and um there was still things that I didn't know I didn't know that 
his favorite lights are those big, ugly, fat Christmas lights. <laughs> I like two little ones. I never knew that he liked those big, ugly, fat lights. But guess what? Like, I gave, he gave in on me with like the color theme. He wanted like traditional Christmas. I'm like, we're doing rose gold, right? I'm like, that's what we're doing. <laughs> it's all him. So guess what? We have big, ugly, fat Christmas lights outside. You know? So, so those activity sets allow, you know, a couple to like, Get to those questions where you think you know your spouse or you know your loved ones but you you learn stuff about them all the time you know so um i think that's really important to do whatever you can to get them out of those concrete walls for a little bit even if it's just mentally just get them out talk to them about stuff out here that you can't wait to do with them and even if they have a long sentence or lwap my husband was supposed to come home in 2031 he came home last year you know what I mean so there's like so much hope because in the beginning he didn't want to talk about being out he couldn't see it but mm -hmm. I pushed and I pushed you know he's like oh like I would tell him he's like yeah yeah baby, that's cool and later on I would say why don't you ever want to talk about that he's like I'm not coming home till 2031 like I don't even want to think about it you know but the more I got into advocacy work the more I I was convincing him that he was going to come home sooner than what the, what the what the piece of paper said you know he would get more into it more into it you know so I think like don't let the sentence be a barrier don't let the distance or you know how long he's going to be in there be a barrier you know but I guess that's, that's like the best I can put it like don't let any of that stuff be a barrier because laws are changing all the time I mean I I always use Jose as an excuse like he's not supposed like he always says i'm not supposed to be home right now you know and no. god is good you know so right and, and no I, I definitely feel where you're coming from because you know um my census day was in 2024 but shout out to initiate justice and in prop 57 um you know i was able to come home in 2020 after serving 14 years and something that you talked about and i don't know why this this word just keeps sticking to me is just the creativity right just being creative and even in conversation like you said, I remember having conversations with my wife, um, who was my girlfriend at the time, and we would have the conversations of, oh, I can't wait to see the Christmas lights and, you know, something that we would do around holidays to to get me out of that mindset of feeling so depressed and feeling down because the reality of it is, right, one of the main barriers that we have, right, not only is with COs, but is really trying to stay connected and, and keep having hope, right, because holiday season and not just holiday season is it, so miserable inside especially like when you sit inside a cell right and you know you getting ready to go to yard and yard has been canceled it's no program for the day no phones for the day and they turn off all the lights right immediately you you just you just get depressed like it's just you get sad because you was looking forward to going to yard and now you can't go to yard you was looking forward to this phone call and you can't have a phone call because shorter staff why is it shorter staff because respectfully they want to take their time off to be with their families and because they don't have enough staff to run the yards they're shutting it down right so these is like different barriers and it, and it becomes so depressing like i remember looking out the window and i'll be like i can't wait to get the f out of here right because it would just be so sad but i knew that i had to stay strong and so something that once again that we would do is how can we inspire because i had a date right I would say, how can I inspire everyone and remain giving them hope? And goes back to what you was talking about, Danielle, is with those conversations with asking some of the some of the people in the yard, hey, how would you like, whoa, if you was home right now, how would you decorate your house? 
how would you decorate your Christmas tree, right? And this is how we try to stay into, into the holiday season. Um, and it had been times when I had conversations with people that didn't celebrate Christmas, right? And they would say, well, you know, even though I don't celebrate it, if I was to have a Christmas tree, this is how I would decorate it, right? That Just that right there, we, we would create good conversation to pull um, pull each other to lift each other up because of the darkness and because of the 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 gloom if you will that takes place during holiday season that's a, a really good point adam of you know not only being able to connect with your own family and feel hope and you know there's a lot of times where my, my brother has made me feel has brought comfort to me instead of like the other way around about him being away for so long um, so I'm I'm really curious to know, Danielle, more about um your business. And I, I know you said you you have these activities that they can do inside and out. And uh tell us where we can find you, uh, where people can purchase, like, follow, et cetera. And then also curious about because you told us a little bit about how it got started, but I'm curious to know about the impact that you've seen now that you've had it for a while in in those family connections um throughout. All the holidays, not just Christmas, but you know, birthday celebrations, Hanukkah anniversaries. You celebrated 13 anniversaries while your loved one was incarcerated. Um, so I'm very curious to know about more about your business and, and how that's helped with connections. So oh, man, that's a, that's a good question. Okay, so um, yeah, so I do have these activity sets. Um, I, I think I have one for pretty much almost every holiday where they're just they're, you know, prompts that you ask each other. Um, I have one for New Year's. That's something that says, uh, you know, well, our goals, obviously, for 2023. And then also it reflects, like, what what do I wish that I handled better in 2022? And, you know, stuff like that. Things that sometimes you may not talk about, like, on a, at a regular visit or on the phone because you only have 15 minutes. So um, I have stuff like that. Or I have... Um, 12 days of Christmas where it's like 12 different prompts about, you know, 10 reasons why I love you so much and stuff like that, that it helps the mail keep flowing. Um, I also incorporated, I had a, a, a Christmas package where I had like, or it was called a holiday package where I had like two cards for Thanksgiving, four for Christmas and a New Year's card. But in that package, I also included these um, stockings that had like a pre-made hole at the top where, you know, your loved one can run a piece of string through it and hang it in his cell, you know, and then it came along with the little Christmas tree. It was, you know, it's a small, it's a small Christmas tree because, you know, the mail room, but um, so many people love that. And I get messages all the time, almost daily of my loved one, my husband got his Christmas tree and him and his cell, you're so happy to have a tree in his cell. And it may be small, but like just seeing Ew, I want to cry again. Just seeing those messages are the best messages besides like, hey, my loved one is coming home. Those are my second favorite, you know, like <laughs> uh, my husband is his first Christmas tree in 10 years. And um, they told me that they, you know, they hung their like some uh, girl. She ordered like 10 different stockings for her husband's friends, you know, so they could all have mm -hmm. stockings on the tier, you know. So, I mean, that type of stuff means so, so much to me, you know, like. And those are all things that I used to do for my husband. And he used to be like, babe, you're so corny sometimes. Oh, my shut up. Like, you know, but <laughs> you know, hearing his voice that he loved it. So I feel like, you know, is that what was the extra money great? 
while he was incarcerated for sure, you know, but it was knowing that I'm helping mm-hmm. people. I've hit all 50 states, you know, I've, I've shipped to yeah. France. Yeah. I've shipped to France. I've shipped um, overseas. So knowing that not only all over the U S I'm bringing, I'm helping bring a little joy, you know, cause they always say, thank you. You know, you're doing, I'm not doing it. I'm helping you do it. You know, like I'm not doing anything. I'm just sharing what I love to do, but right. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you, you know, you're the one giving your, your loved one this joy, you know? So I think besides the, my, my husband is coming home or, you know, those are my second favorite knowing that, that these, these men and women are really appreciative right? and they look forward to it, you know? Oh, like this one. I know in the podcast, they won't be able to see, but like, I already started Christmas, right? Ooh. So I mean, uh, Valentine's. So, will you be my Valentina? You know, so it's like, <laughs> they get this one. I had this one for Christmas that it says we go together like, and it was like a picture of a top ramen. And then it says, and, and then it has like uh, a summer sausage, mayonnaise, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And this girl just sent me a message was saying, my husband said that that was the best part he's ever gotten from, from me because I mean, it's relatable. You know, I'm like, that's why my hashtag is always like Hallmark could never, you know, because <laughs> there is, there is nothing out there for us on the shelves, you know, and, right, and, and that's us, you know, so I'm, I'm glad that not only, you know, am I, am I helping women and, you know, show this kind of love to their, to their people, but I also feel like, like women like me were, were seen, you know what I mean? Because you can't find this type of stuff at homework. They have damn near every card for any occasion, happy, mm-hmm. like national pizza day, but they don't have anything for people that have loved ones incarcerated, you know? So I feel like I'm helping people feel seen. There's other people out there like me, because in the beginning, when my husband went in, there was no support groups. There was no support pages. There was nothing, you know? So thankfully through social media, the community was built, you know? And so I think that's the best thing that I've gotten from starting a stationary page is also this community because during COVID, I used to have Danielle after dark because on Friday night, <laughs> and that's when Danielle got a little twisted and I would get on live <laughs> and we would just talk because nobody was waking up Saturday morning to go to visit. Everything was, you know, locked down. So I would get a little twisted and we would listen to music and I would just talk all these ladies who were in the same exact shoes missing our loved one wishing we could be there it was a scary time you know like just being out here but even scarier knowing that your your husband your brother your son was in there and we couldn't do anything to help you know so I think just just having that support like yes it's a stationary page yes it's a business but I really do feel like my followers were like our own little community like our own little tribe because there's still a lot, there's girls who their loved ones have come home, still follow me. I still follow them. I'm seeing them grow, getting pregnant, getting married. Their loved ones are getting jobs. They still order from me, you know, even though their loved one is home. Hey, his birthday's coming up. Can I get a card? Like they're still supporting me, even though their loved one is home and they can get some regular, regular card. So I felt like the community that I felt built on my Instagram, which is true stationary, um, <laughs> is is just it's, it's awesome and that's why I've stayed like my husband's home I don't need to be really doing this anymore but I actually quit my nine to five and this is my full time now and yeah so I wow, got my congrats L- thank you I got my LLC 
and hopefully in 2023 we'll be expanding well i i want to uh commend you for everything that you've done and then spreading that love um and motivation to the rest of us because it can be very difficult it can be very difficult to stay connected and like find ways to stay connected and have that hope you know being able to see outside of those four walls as well and I know this this was a tough episode for all of us and I know it's going to be an episode that's probably going to be hard to listen to for for a lot of us so to end this with you know a glimpse of hope more hope because your business really is uh you know a lot of hope I am wondering how the holidays are now for y'all, Adam, and and you and your loved one now that they're home. Um, I know that incarceration stays with us for a long time, probably forever. Um, I know when my brother came home after the first time, like the impact was still there. And now, unfortunately, he's back. But really curious to know how the holidays are now with your loved ones and what y'all do, what traditions you have. Oh, thank you. I got teary at it. Oh, it's it's just so amazing. You know, after after being only been home two years and uh my first year home, I had my Christmas party with my sister. I was staying with my sister at the time. And so, you know, we had a we had a little we had a Christmas party and uh, you know, we had a little family gathering and it was just like it was just amazing, right? Cause we all had our ugly Christmas sweaters and this is something that I always wanted to do. And so, um, you know, now we, like you say, Chris, we are creating our own traditions and, you know, I'm blessed enough and, and fortunate enough that um, I have my own house. So me and my wife, you know, we had we had our first, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, um, you know, celebrating family more than anything. Um, and so and then, you know, getting ready to have Christmas party, New Year's party, different things like that. So, you know, the holidays now uh, is very, very different. Um, I still find myself, honestly, I still find myself kind of isolating myself just a little bit throughout the holiday time just because um you know I still have so much uh remorse and I still I, I still have so much empathy for for my loved ones that's still inside um for my brothers to my cousins and just family that's still inside um and even speaking to inside organizers um on throughout throughout the holiday season as well and so you know I always kind of just take to take a little bit of time to, to keep them in mind and to hold that dear and um the reason and, and they the reason why I continue to push and do a lot of different things so um that that's how I was looking that's probably what I would uh, a little hope that I would leave uh, is that it does get better and when it get better you will feel it and it's I think it's on us to continue to spread that so it can get better for others um uh, for me the holidays are a lot less heavy it's a blessing to have him home. Um, it's a second Christmas home. We started our little tradition when we decorate the Christmas tree. I play Christmas music. I make us some hot chocolate and we just decorate our tree together. We started, I don't know if you guys saw on TikTok, this like saran wrap ball game on Christmas Eve where, yeah, like it's hard to explain, but it's, it's, we do it on Christmas Eve with my whole family and so that's like our gift to, I mean, we get regular gifts, but that's like our gift to the family that we like uh, practice around rock ball game with like scratchers and candy and all kinds of stuff. And that's like now our, our thing that we look forward to. And, but on, on Adam's point, I try to, I share a lot of our personal journey um, on my Instagram to share that hope, to show like it's possible, you know, a sentence is not permanent. You know what I mean? It can change. My husband, like I said, had 25 years and he was home and a little under 13, you know, so there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Doesn't matter how small you feel it is, that light is there. Focus on the light. Do not focus on the sentence. 
don't focus on the sentence. Take it a day at a time, but focus on that light. It's there, and I promise it gets brighter. And it, every anything is possible. You can bring them home. Thank you, Danielle, and thank you both for sharing. I am going to hold on very dearly to this conversation this holiday season because I, I think it's like the eighth or ninth without my brother home. So so thank you both for sharing. And to our listeners, don't forget to follow and support Danielle's business at True Blue Stationery across all platforms. Go check it out for you and your loved ones. And remember to take care of you. Thank you.